there's a chance it happens. There's a chance that a lot of things just randomly happen. I know Danny doesn't want it to happen, but it's unfortunately possible. I don't think Danny cares one way or the other. I think it's the fans that care. Yeah, I, I think Danny's probably okay with us even just going 500. That's just crazy. I think, Dan, I think Danny's just in the hospital. Yeah. Danny's just doing the best he can, letting the cards fall where they fall, and then he will make decisions based upon where they fall. He's not sitting there pining away, hoping for anything. He's just doing the best he can, and wherever they fall is what he does. For the love of God, please don't sign Jordan Clarkson. I, I, I can't take it. <laughs> Did you like how he closed that game? What's your guys' opinion on Jordan Clarkson the last couple minutes? The last the last couple minutes? Oh. <laughs> he needs another playmaker on the court with him at all times. <laughs> How about just freaking throwing the lob to Kessler, man? What the heck? Did you, did, did you see the rebound that John Morant got right there? He's just, he's just standing there. And it just, like he, uh, I just can't. I can't with him. I can't. Uh, he makes my brain. He makes my brain malfunction every time I watch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything negative to him anymore because he blocked me. But God, somebody needs to say. Something. I'll tell you what. I, I can understand where where the front office may be looking at him as valuable, right? But at the same time, we do need additional guys on the on the court who can who can um you know dribble, pass, and shoot. Doesn't necessarily have to be a star. I don't care. But he needs he always needs somebody else like that on the court. Or 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 we see what we just seen because if Colin Sexton was on the court, Jordan wouldn't have been doing the same thing that Jordan been doing tonight. Yeah, and Colin Sexton, no point guard, it. point guard by any means. No, because because Colin, Colin Sexton would have controlled the pace of the game. He would have forced his own pace of the game, and Jordan would have been able to. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't be able to do what things that he would do. Yeah, I still yeah, no, want to point out JCC has JC. <laughs> oh yeah, but he would have. Yeah, he would have forced as many shots as he has forced, and he had five turnovers. Yeah. THT probably would have jacked up some shots though. That's what I want to talk about. But he has been here, Kevin. He, he's been here, bro. He's been here. Is it the same? I mean, two less guards now on the roster. Because we don't got none. No, there's not enough guards. There's not enough guard play. That's why. No, no, it's though. not just that. Like, like he's dribbling downhill with his head up. Like, like he's seeing the floor. Like it's a, he's playing the game differently than he was two months ago. Yeah. Well, uh, well, from what I'm aware of, Will Hardy got his ass about him, and you know, just driving, <laughs> taking these, taking these spin jumpers. So you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that I've been a THT hater for a long time, but like, if this is what he is and this is how he can play, I can get on board with I this. I told like, you, this is who he is. He's a great. What did? Guy. What did? Uh, I'm not looking. Sorry, I'm eating dinner. What did THT finish with? What's his stat line? I believe 16, 8, and 7. And what's his contract? Yeah. Wow. And that's five straight. He, 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 uh, he has a player option next year for 10 mil. Yeah, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, THT. He'll pick, he'll pick up his option. It's, it's not even like the, the stat lines for me. It's how he looks out there. Yeah, he looks quicker. I agree. 
Yeah. He's head up when he's dribbling the ball. He's he just he looks like a different player. He looks like he actually cares now. It's so weird. Maybe he he didn't care he as much with with I Conley in front of him. Maybe he thought he was just trade bait, and now that he knows that he's staying, he's willing to start play. I don't know. Could I be. Believe he just figured out his spot on the team because Maybe. you know when you have Conley, you had Colin Sexton, you had JC, you had Malik yeah, Nall, Beasley taking Nall. shots. You know, what I'm saying Noel was there, so it, he had a lot of guard play that he had to figure out. What, yeah. what what is his role? Yeah, if you remember in the beginning of the season when he had a good streak going and then all of a sudden he just got benched and now was playing, like, that's got to be frustrating as a player. And so, yeah, like like Armani said, maybe he realizes he's on the team. Dude, Tevin's on the broadcast. better than, to be fair. What? Sorry. I think Nal was playing better than THT once Nal started getting those minutes, though, to be fair. Yeah, because Nor was hitting shots at a high coach, but he was playing some solid defense, and he wasn't making too many turnovers. So it it, 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 it made sense for him to get those minutes, be, you know, before THT. But THT did make more special plays, and he's and he's um dictated he's dictated the game more than Nor has dictated game. Well, and honestly, that's maybe that's what it took THT to sit on the bench and watch these guys make mistakes. And listen to coach talk to them and, and actually realize what coach wanted. Maybe it took him sitting on the bench to, to become the player that he is, or that he was tonight at least. Maybe. And, but he, this is how he's been for like the last three, four games. Like since yeah. the trade line, he's really come to play it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is he just has a pep in his step that he hasn't had all season long. Like even on defense, like he's shuffling side to side. He's staying in front of his guy. Like, his defense has always been good. But like, I, I'd love for him to stay for, for an extra year just to evaluate yeah. some more. I mean, his defense has always been good because of how long his arms are. But, like, I've been kind of trying to watch his defense these last couple games, and he's he's done a lot better staying in front of people than I have given him credit for the rest of the year. So, either Man, I can't him and old time, him or him and time when John tonight was, was great. Defense. Dude, that dunk by Ochai, man. That was nasty. You guys not watch him last year in NCAA? Oh, we, I did, but... Yeah. If you would have watched him at all last year, even if, like from Final Fours on, you would have expected this type of behavior from him at some point. Yeah, he, he, he just had to figure it out. He, he's a... what what. His his NBA specialty right now is him shooting, as we can all see, you know. But he he wasn't able to show all of his explosiveness, the explosiveness that he's had in college, you know, you know, due to Kansas and how they play, as well as um this season, you know, we wasn't getting enough fast breaks because we'll be giving up offensive rebounds and stuff like that. So he wasn't able to get out there on a break too often when he was out there for us. Here's a question for you. If we have Lowry tonight, is this an easy win? Not I don't know. It wouldn't be easy, but we would have won. I don't know because I don't, I don't think we get this out of Olenek if, if Lowry's in the game. Yeah, Olenek so. led the team in scoring. No, Olenek is a matchup problem for, um, for, for Memphis. He's averaged like 16-5 and, and 6 against him. Yeah. I just yeah, haven't seen, I just haven't seen the two of them go off together like that more than once or twice. Maybe it could have happened tonight, but usually they both don't just have stellar nights like that. This is the Olympic that was in Houston and the one that was in 
Detroit before he got injured in Detroit. Yeah. Like, I don't, this is this is the Olympic I keep wanting to see. See, and and I've I've said this uh, quite a few times before. If you move Olenek to the second unit, even with Clarkson, um, I think Lowry and Olenek, like you guys are saying, are are two big guys that like to play on the perimeter and get in each other's way. I I don't even. I mean, Lowry's not going to move to the bench, but. Oh, no, they play, they I, I play like well Lowry playing the three and him playing the four. That's yeah, they, see, yeah. Olenek is more of a connector on offense. He doesn't do exactly. too much. You know what I'm saying? He, he he keeps the pace of the game. He passes. He, he makes the correct passes. He just plays He plays correct basketball. That's, that's, that's really what he's there for. That's why I don't understand why so many Jazz fans despise him. When he's not in the game, the offense just stops. Because especially with Mike being gone now, there's just, I mean... Yeah. Except for THT. THT is playing really well. He's the second best well. playmaker on the team. Like, the ball doesn't move when he's not in the game. Like, when he was injured, I think that stretch that he was injured was, like, our lowest stretch for, like, assists as a team. Like, the ball just stopped moving when he wasn't in the game for us. What did, what did you guys... Plus 15 tonight. Who? Who was plus 15? He plus 15, Olenek. Yeah. What did you guys think of Damian Jones? Because to me, it's an obvious upgrade yeah, from I'm, I'm Vanderbilt. Glad you all can see everything I said in the group chat <laughs> about Damian Jones in those seven minutes. Those seven minutes were great. It was great basketball. He, Dude, I hated he just every minute his... of it. Every time That's something great. happens to vindicate Amari and his knowledge, <laughs> it pisses me off. <laughs> That's funny. We had someone on the YouTube chat say. Is da- does Damian Jones fit the Utah Jazz championship timeline? <laughs> uh, he's 27 years old. It, it really doesn't matter. He, he's not going to get paid too much anyway, so he, he won't he won't get paid any more than four million. He, he does as the third big. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know why the Jazz ain't calling you and hiring you yet, Amari. <laughs> well, no kidding. Well, Kevin, to be saying, like, you rarely you rarely call it wrong, like. I hate how well, I hate how stupid you make me look, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, to, to to be fair, uh, we've kind of called Kessler, Ochai, and and the THT train is about to take off. Choo choo. I mean, to be fair, he's not on the Ochai train. Mm, I'd say he's more on the train yeah, than off. Not on that train either. I need to see him do more than what Royce O'Neal does. So oh, I would take Ochai over Royce any day. Royce is kind of balling with the Nets, though. Yeah, but it's the Nets. Like, what are they going to do? That, that yeah, franchise is freaking in shambles. Royce just got a bad rap in freaking Quinn's offense. Well, I mean, he was a scapegoat for the... For the yeah, because you had him guarding Jamal Murray instead of you know the point guard that's actually out there. Yeah, I would agree. He's a he's a good G League player. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'll try. I, I'm I'm waiting to see. I, I don't watch college basketball like you guys do. I, it's it's too many teams to keep up with, but. I just, like, the one thing that Old Child is will struggle with, and he's starting to try to figure it out now. And Will, I see Will trying to sprinkle it in for him is above the break threes because in the corner he's money, but in the uh, above 
above the hash the hash mark and around that and the top of the key he, he struggles with it a little bit so i think they're just trying to sprinkle it in for him you see like they'll they'll get him to run these um these um these dribble handles and it, it looks good it's just that he needs to find his legs for it well he, he he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a piece for us i won't lie yeah, in college, I know that he hit long-range three-pointers, and I guess the argument that I always have for people that, that don't believe in Ochai is, and really the easiest <laughs> argument to make is there's a reason why they didn't make him tradable. Uh, he was he was one of the untouchables with along with Kessler and Lowry. I think they see something in him, and give him a little bit of time. Yeah, I see—, see. I can see him as an important rotate. I think his 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 floor is a is a a seventh man on a on a great team as a rotational three and D player. And his um his ceiling is somewhere like in between a a, a Desmond Bain and a Norman Powell. Yeah, which would be fine. I mean, yeah. that'd be great. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Like, I, I want to know what Tevin thinks about Ochai. I wonder if Tevin would want to talk to us. Bro, Tevin, I saw your picture on the stream. Way to go. Your son is a stud. He's probably trying to drive home. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> How did y'all feel about JTA? Um, I only got to see the fourth quarter, so I didn't get to see much of him. But from what you guys were saying, it sounds like he had a solid game. I think he adds length on the defensive end. He's almost like a Vanderbilt, but a little bit, I would say, better. And me and Down were talking on the live stream saying, dude, between him and Damian Jones, their contract's about $5 million, and that's how much uh, Doke is making. So to have two... both of them back if I'm, if I'm yeah, in office. To have two players for $5 million, I mean... There's not much you can complain about, <laughs> even if they if they just step on the floor and do something good. We got to bring somebody back. We got so they, much they, damn they money. They were they were um they were both on a on a Golden State championship team, so I think they just need to we just need to keep them just for the you know for for added knowledge for the young players and be, because both of them are actually also and they have to fight for NBA contracts. Do you so. guys want to hear from Coach or no? He's on right now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Let me guess. We didn't shoot the three ball well enough. <laughs> um, you know, I think we and our fans will be very proud of this team. What is it about these guys, this team, that I guess allows you to believe that the games are never over? Yeah, I think, you know, that's their personalities. You know, we've talked a lot this year about everybody having a chip on their shoulder, um, having that collective chip on our shoulder. And, you know, I think their ability to maintain their competitiveness and at the same time they don't make excuses like they don't blame anybody else they don't point fingers they don't cry and whine when things aren't going their way they all take their responsibility when they're not playing great or when we're not playing great everybody just tends to look at what they can do better and that's been a mantra of our team like we we talk all the time about no keeping score like, oh, well, he did that, and I did it. Like, we're not doing that. It's, it's, that's very counterproductive and annoying. So um, everybody just, you know, myself included, we all just have to look at ourselves in those tough moments and go, okay, what's happening? What can we actually control? 
are there things that we individually and we collectively can adjust and you know we try to do that every night and you know with that mindset comes my stream might be messing up the ability for everybody to just keep pushing and keep that a chip on our shoulder um there's no woe is me on all right coach sorry we're done with you this team when we have those tough moments and Okay, so with what he was saying right there, right? I think this is about the third time I've heard him say something like that. Of those sentiments of people blaming, like, oh, I didn't do this. This didn't, you know, all that. Who do y'all believe on the team is doing that besides JC? Sexton. <laughs> I can see Sexton doing that. Say, say that one more time, Amari. Amari. I said, I said, um... What Coach was just saying about people keeping score of, like, um, oh, I, it wasn't my fault or I'm doing this, this, and the third. Who on a team do you believe is saying stuff like that besides J.C.? Yeah, Sexton maybe, because I think Sexton's a little, I think he's a little frustrated that he's not starting yet, but I can see maybe, maybe THT. Yeah, I could see THT saying it too. I can see but, THT saying that as well, yep. But, I mean, the thing about it is at least THT's putting putting his money where his mouth is right now. I mean, Sexton is too, to be to be quite frank. Yeah, I, Sexton's I, been amazing. You know what, you know what I've noticed about Sexton, right, is that he's averaging, like, as a starter, he's averaging, like, 18 and 5, right? But his his usage rate is nowhere near high. Like, like when he was in Cleveland and he was born like how, how he was in Cleveland, he was like having like a like thirty percent usage rate versus now he's having like twenty one like twenty twenty one percent and he's efficient as hell like to the T yeah he can make better passes and stuff like that and you know like maybe you know he can calm down but his efficiency is extremely high and he's scoring at a clip at a, at a great clip so I'm like I don't know he might be a starter he might he might be able to be a long term piece for us I don't know I'm not sure but I mean I don't have a I don't have a pro I mean, I've always wanted him to be our sixth man. Like, get rid of get rid of freaking JC and just keep him. I mean, because he does what JC does, he just does it more efficiently. And he can actually pass the ball or is willing to pass the ball, whichever way you want to look at it. Are we going to play Johnny Juzang at all this year? No, no. No. Probably at the end of the season, maybe. But, he needs uh, to go back to the G League. He doesn't even need to be on the roster. You know, uh, to, what was this like today? I, I believe yesterday I was watching a lot of Taste of Our Orphans, right? I can see why they want to. I can see besides Ryan himself, I can see where the front office is like, we're cool with bringing JC back. Because the way that the offense goes is that it's, it's not necessarily built for it's not necessarily built for anybody to be a primary ball handler, like constantly having the ball in their hand. It's more of, you know, free-flowing offense. You, like, the way Boston is playing, the same way the same way Boston is playing. And I, from from my knowledge, I think that um, Will Hardy is the reason why Boston plays the certain way that they're playing this season with flare screens and stuff like that. And, Jay, and um, 
Jason Tatum not ice wing nowhere near as much as he was last year and stuff like that. So that's why they came to the same start that they have. But I see it where it's like we kind of want like a lot of off ball, uh, a lot of guys who know how to play off ball offense versus somebody handling the ball majority of the time. So I can see where JC could fit if JC was like a, a kind of like the starter or six man, depending on who else we get. I can see well, where it fit. My only problem with that is coach has got to get the other players to buy in and stop watching JC when he goes on these freaking dribble tyrants he goes on. Yeah, but the reason that they watch JC is because he never freaking passes. Like, THT, one play was sitting in the corner, nobody guarding him, and, and Clarkson didn't pass it to him. I can see you. There was, like, two plays where I seen JTA running to curse out JC. In the small sport that he played with him, because he did, like JTA was wide open, or, or forget JTA being wide open. I see him pointing at somebody else while JC is sitting there trying to do a spin, do a spin move <laughs> in the middle of the paint. Already picked up his dribble, and now he gets um travels. It was two travels that happened. Yeah, I, I just I don't know, like I under, I just don't know why coaches letting JC get away with that. Like, if that's the kind of offense he wants to run, he's got to convince JC to stop playing like that. I think he really wants JC to... Because JC is maybe the... JC might be the second best shooter on the team. Like, right now. I'm not saying, you know, like, in the future, because I believe Old Child will be a better shooter than him. And, you know, but I think he's the second best shooter on the team, so it's like coaches is like, go ahead. Because he can get hot. So... Let's just say, for instance, we don't get any free agents this summer. We don't want them. Yeah, I know. So I'll tell you I'm, something. What I'm saying is, is might be the, um, do we might spend be our money on JC? We might have to because JC might be the best free agent for us. I, I agree. I, don't, I just my, – my only problem is, is because the free agent market is so weak, I just know somebody's going to come at him for $30 million for four years. Nah, I don't think so, man. I think uh, me and Down were talking about this on the stream. I think that Danny kind of knows his market value after not being traded in the in the trade deadline, and I think exactly. he's going to get him for cheaper than, than Clarkson thinks he's worth. I think at, I I hope think you're at, right. maximum, I think at maximum, because what I've seen – Okay, Malcolm Brogdon. I, I I think we would we all would believe that he that Malcolm Brogdon is better than JC. Yes. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon yeah. is making twenty two and a half per season. How long yeah, is his contract for? Four years. But are they... we supposed to get a big spike in the cap this year? Yeah. But, but yeah, but he he's not going to be worth thirty million though. Like he's yeah, not. But, I, I, so he, do we so have I to believe, be a I, I believe JC is going to probably ask for something around it or, or or be offered somewhere along that line from other teams, and lo and behold, because they see him struggle without certain players around him. So I think this is it's going to be a negotiation point where teams is going to be like, we're not going to pay you more than this. It maybe it might not be any more than twenty three mil. But they might only offer three three years, as opposed to maybe we'll offer twenty like twenty mil for four years. Yeah, I'd be okay with him at twenty three million. Honestly, my opinion on JC is I think they have him out of position. I mean, he was kind of streaky before he came to Utah. Anyway, he really broke out in Utah with the Donovan team. 
And I just think they're they're having him make too many decisions and run the point where he just needs to be, you know, with the ball in his hands. Look, your job is to score. Don't worry about facilitating because he gets in the lane now and he just sits there and pivots forever. Right. It's like just shoot it already. One thing, one thing I really noticed the difference between this offense right now, a month ago in the beginning of the season. JC at the beginning of the season was used as an off-ball player. Yeah. That's what he was used yeah. as. He wasn't used as to bring the ball up the court all the time, stuff like that. Majority of the time, he was coming up for flare screens and down screens, and he will get he will get the ball so he can be able to try to get a um a four-point play, or if he can if he if um somebody helps off of um him getting an off-ball screen, then he have a wide-open lane to the cup. Well, and maybe maybe they know that. Maybe they see his true position, <laughs> and maybe maybe this is a game of chess where Danny's playing it. All right, make Jordan Clarkson a point guard because he is not that, and we're we're going to be able to get it for cheaper. And then next God, year, yeah. once we get him for cheaper, we'll put him I back just, in the correct position. Because this because this off season is so bad for free agent, I just see one of these teams that misses out on one of the two big players just getting desperate and giving J.C. the money his agent's asking for. Yeah. We've seen it happen before. Well, let We've some other team do that, though. Like, well, if... I, I, see, I, I don't... Oh, okay, so if we do that, then what What are we going to... What are we going to go get? Because yeah, don't we have to be... Nothing. I, like think a a ch- I think that's the chess up, game. Yeah. yeah, but we have to spend money. You can say nothing, but we have to spend money. No, we don't. We don't have to spend the money. We can sit on it, and if no, we don't get a certain amount of cap, then we have to take we have to take up for the um, for the roster. Though. Yeah, but you could give that to Lowry or Ochai. If you don't get, if you don't spend up the cap, you just have to split the remainder money with your players. I could be wrong, but I thought I read something about that because that's yeah, where. Yeah, I'm not sure. San Antonio is right now. Well, my thing is right next this whole season, right? Besides JC's contract, which is a player option, I forgot who else. Oh yeah, and um, THC who got a player option. We only have about seven players that's locked in for next season. Yeah, but if we don't spend the money, we put ourselves in a position like OKC, where midway yeah. through next year, we're picking up first round draft picks from stupid asses like the Jazz because <laughs> they have the salary. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> but we do have, we have um. Three first round picks that we might exercise that all three first round picks. I'm not sure. We, I, I feel like we're going to use at least two. Yeah. Right. So that's two roster spots. So that'll be nine. And I'm pretty sure THT is going to pick it up, pick up his um his play option. And I'm pretty sure that the team will actually keep him anyway. So that's the tenth player. And so then you outside of that, we have JC. And then but, whatever else you pick up. And I think the Jazz are just going to try to go into next year with as much cap room as they possibly can so that they can just pick up stupid-ass, dumb contracts for picks. Because there's going to be people who want to clear money for the following season. Yeah. I, see, because I can see us taking, like, you know, making a trade with a team like the Knicks and go picking up every four years and try to get a, a first-round pickle for them or something like that. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. I'm just surprised that Clarkson didn't try and square up with somebody tonight. Yeah, I'm, no, I won't lie. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm super surprised. But he probably would have been suspended because that's <laughs> doing that against Memphis twice in the same season. Right? 
I want to see a throwdown between him and Brooks. Pay-per-view, baby. Get him on the UFC, the next UFC Brooks, card. Brooks needs to take another week or two off before he does. I'm talking about anything else. He's a smart player. He knows how long he has I'm to stay under the card. radar. So, uh, I, I, uh, I want to, because we've been doing this for two hours, we're, we're going to live stream during the game from now on. Um, what my idea is we're probably going to do this as the game is going on. So each timeout or each, um, commercial break, uh, we're going to do this because I'd rather just be done with it once the game's over because Let's be honest. I stay up way too late doing this crap, and yeah, uh, so we're gonna do that. But I wanna I wanna jump into the standings real quick before we end this, and then do our our tankathon. So the Jazz after tonight, and obviously there's games still going on, um, are tied with the Portland Trail Blazers, uh, the tenth spot, twelve games behind the Denver Nuggets. We are only. Two games out of the seventh spot, two and a half games out of the sixth spot, and then the other way, we're only two games out of uh, the 13th spot. And we've been saying this all freaking year. Could go either way, and I'm just at the conclusion we're going to get the tenth, the the tenth spot, play in the play on play in tournament, and probably. Well, I think we could actually win the play in game. Um, so let's go over to Tankathon. We're gonna do the simulation lottery. Here we go, baby. It's on. And the Jazz land at number 12. So Jazz get the number 12 spot after tonight. Minnesota's pick we get at the 16th spot. And our very last pick is 27th. So let's do this mock draft so at the 12th spot this will make some people happy Jazz take Kaysen Wallace from Kentucky 6'4 point guard scoring 13.8 points per game 4.3 assists 2.3 steals and .7 blocks a game are you taking Kaysen Wallace before you take Bryce Sensabaugh, Derek Whitehead, and Jet Howard? No. Absolutely. No. Not Bryce. I take him before I take uh, Jet, but not Bryce. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm on the Bryce train too, man. Bryce Sensabaugh scoring 24.8 points. Y'all take Bryce Sensabaugh with the 12th pick? Yeah. He's there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, him or Casey Wallace, who would you rather have? If I had to pick between those two, Casey Wallace. That's fair. I, I mean, I think that Casey Wallace is probably a better defender. Bryce Sensenbaugh is averaging twice as many rebounds. So Bryce Sensenbaugh is 6'6", shooting forward. Um, Casey Wallace is 6'4", point guard. Uh yeah, I think me, me personally, I just feel like Bryce Sensabaugh's ceiling is like it is a rotational player. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one at that pick. 
Um, so the next pick we have is 16th. And this, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's this guy come from? Rayon Rupert from New Zealand oh, Breakers? He's a, he's a French player. Is this guy all, all of a sudden shooting up draft boards? He, no. He's, been not, he, he's between, for most draft boards, like 14 and 25. It just depends on who you ask him. Well, he's playing again now. His wrist is recovered, and so he's playing again. And he's actually doing really well. And he's starting to move back up again. Here's some players that would go after him in, just in this mock draft scenario. Chris Murray, Iowa. Kyle Filipowski from Duke. Terquavion Smith from North Carolina. Gigi Jackson and Khalil Ware. I feel, I feel like, um, what you say, um, Gigi Jackson and um, who was the first player you said? Chris Murray. And Chris Murray are, are definitely better than them. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Chris Murray fan. He, well, Chris, Chris Murray is Chris Murray is his brother. He's he's literally he's, he's literally his brother, just left handed. <coughs> yeah, I uh, I don't he's know. A, he's, a solid, he's just a, a solid piece. Yeah, he's <laughs> Chris Murray uh, is probably cl a close comparison to Bryce Sensabaugh. He's six eight. 21 points a game, 8.8 .8 rebounds, 1.9 assists. Uh, I mean, the, his numbers look good. Uh, I, I've never heard of this Rayon Rupert kid, so I guess I, become, I've got some homework. He plays in Australian league. He, he plays in Australian league. And he's, he played for the French team. Um, they're trying. Well, people was trying to like pair him to as like being becoming somebody like a Nick Batum back in Portland. So. That's all right. Whatever that's worth to do. He's really, really young. He would be a fun person to take a flyer on late in the first rounds, beginning in of the second, second round. round. Yeah. But yeah. I just I couldn't spend a middle first round pick I on him. Can't. I can't do it. They're trying to they're trying to peg him to being like a what, what's his name? Pelicans, like Dyson Daniels. Yeah, and the thing about him is like his best game film comes when he's playing next to Rudy. And all yeah. those other French players who are really good that he just throws the ball to, and they do shit. And nobody guards him because they have to guard everybody else. <laughs> and so, like, I really want to see him play some more games for the Breakers um, and see what he can do when he's not playing against, like, all playing with all NBA players. I don't think at maximum he's a rotational guy. I don't see, I don't see anything special besides his length. All right, we're moving on to the 27th pick of the 2023 NBA Draft. The Jazz select Leonard Millard from G League. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. He's a second-rounder to me. 6'10", uh, small forward, 20 points, 11.6 rebounds a game. Uh, that is the highest rebounder this point in the draft, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be... I would much rather, personally, I'd much rather take uh, Tubiscus out of Arizona over him. What about Marcus Sasser? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no there's no but if you have Wallace, Sasser. <laughs> the one player I feel like the front office is really staring at and just hoping that he will drop is Taylor Hendricks. I'm almost, I'm almost sure that the front office will take a Hendricks at some point in the draft. Really? Yeah. 
Why? Yeah. What makes you say that? Yeah. Because he can guard the three. To, he can guard the three to the three in some files. Honestly, he can guard. Actually, not. He can switch between the one and the five defensively, and he can hit shots. And he's not scared to take it off the dribble. So if if there's a pro, if there was a, a player that you look at as, as like a project player, but somebody who can be who can be thrown into the court and not thrown into the G League, that's one of those type of guys. Interesting. <clears throat> he's a three and D. He's like a three and D guy. He's a three and D guy who has the potential to 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 possibly be something. Almost like an old child, like an old child situation. But he's much more explosive athletically, and he's six nine with like a seven four wingspan or something like that. So. So you don't, you guys, do you guys think that we lose to OKC? I mean, we have to play them four times. I think hopefully. We'll uh, I think we might, we might, we might split it. To uh, me, I was looking at that. I think we, I think we might split that, or maybe, maybe even go three one. I don't think we'll lose. Man, those would be some good games to lose. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I just, four of them. I just, I hate our matchup against them. Like, we don't have a. I mean. Who the hell's gonna stop on our team's gonna stop SGA no, and freaking Giddy? Well, we don't have SGA. to necessarily worry about Giddy. Yeah, Giddy's the least of our worries. Because Giddy's not gonna really do anything but walk a Kessel being in the paint. Because he he like he deters a lot by himself naturally, and so you throw Walker right there. He's not Kevin play. loves Giddy, guys. Be soft to him. Come on. But but the thing I've loved about Giddy is he's getting better at playing off SGA, mm-hmm. like. He lets SGA get to the rim, and then he makes the secondary cut. And yep. SGA's getting him the ball. And Kessler can protect the rim, but if he if he steps to SGA, like... Whoever, whoever's the help defenders is going to sit there and not help him out. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, those yeah, two, no that one-two punch, and then you bring in... What's his name? Who's the other guy they got who... They play that three-guard set that just destroys um, everybody. Lou Dort? Dort, Dort, yeah. Dort is, man, Dort just Dort's like, good. Dort's just like, yeah, you two watch those two, and I'm just going to stand in the corner and wait for the one of them to kick it to and me. Then, and and the then what's his, what's his face, too? What's, what's that, oh, my God, what's that shooter that they have now? He's been just sparking everybody as of lately. Um, oh, man. He shot like, like 45% from the three. It just it amazes me at the beginning of the season how everyone was talking about how they might want to move SGA. But man, he runs that team. Everything runs through him. Yep. He makes everything starts with him. I, I, if they go get um a big not go get, but if check home when check help will come, it might it might be a complete problem for the league. Oh. And then they and then they get Wemby. Nah, you, I, don't um, think, I don't think I don't think they'll play. Are you talking about Isaiah Joe? Isaiah Joe, yeah. Joe, yeah. That boy can hit shots. Uh, it's scary how they just play the super dirty small ball. <laughs> they almost I've seen them run five, sorry, not five, four guards of people and just destroy them. And that's the thing that they're trying to move to. They, they they're going to get so many six five plus guys that it makes it hard for teams to do anything with them. So, I think that's I, just the future of the NBA is that everybody's gonna go six four like at least six four and up. All right, real real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the the podcast. I'll let you guys keep talking, but uh, really the answer to every problem the Jazz are having are oh chai.
And uh, ES69, ES69 won a free shirt. He's from Finland tonight on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be streaming while the All-Star games are going on because I'm going to be giving away some of these posters, but also the All-Star giveaways. So make sure you guys tune in because that's how you're going to uh, win something. Uh, JH um, from YouTube real quick says, Leonard, late first, early second guy. JH says Jalen Williams. Sorry, I just barely saw those. But uh, make sure that you guys tune in uh, to All-Star Weekend while we're streaming. We're going to be giving All-Star stuff away. And uh, congratulations to ES69. I've got to ship this stuff over to Finland. Um, I'm giving him 20 Finland marketing, uh the finisher posters. Um, so he can hand them out to all of his friends. So appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, and we'll see you guys next time.